Hello and good morning. This would be my first podcast on this platform. And um, it's just a few random thoughts I woke up with this morning. Um, I had a, a prayer meeting all night just yesterday into this morning with um, some of my friends and you know I began to think just about a thought that has been on my mind for a couple of time and it's about how God's children always find themselves in a place where they require financial miracles and it almost seemed that that is God's way but then in looking at the scripture that is not God's way does God provide financial miracle yes does he want his children to live perpetually on financial miracles debt cancellations um, interventions financial breakthroughs and miracles and all of that according to the scripture this is not his way immediately the scripture that comes to mind is a scripture that says in John 1 2 he said beloved I wished above all things that thou mayest prosper from being else even as thy soul prosper that is in first John not third John first John 3 2 he said beloved it is my desire that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So if someone, if God is telling you that he desires that you prosper, that is his, his position. Then the next thing lets you know immediately is the prosperity you experience is to the proportion of how your soul prospers and that deal with your mind and your spirit the prosperity of your mind and the prosperity of your spirit is it as your soul prospers we read in second corinthians in chapter 8 and verse 9 bible lets us know that out that Jesus Christ was so rich but for your sake he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich he did it once and for all he did it once and for all yes we may experience financial miracles we can ask God for financial miracles interventions if you like financial breakthroughs if you like but financial miracles financial interventions financial breakthroughs is not a pattern and how God wants his children to live God wants his children to be in a constant supply mode there's a popular scripture that might be coming to your mind immediately as we speak where Paul was talking to the Philippians, where he said, 
and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If you would observe, Paul didn't say, and my God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He said, all your needs. Paul wasn't in need. It was about the need of the people. And if God would supply all your needs, then when you got born again, and as you receive Christ, all your needs are supplied. Somebody said, uh, what if I need? If she supplied all your need, and it didn't say God would, would um, supply all you want. It didn't say God will meet your need. It's talking about supply. Supply suggests surplus. Supply suggests a constant flow that never runs dry. With that thought, I would like to give you an instance of something that happened. A popular story in the scripture, the feeding of the 5,000 in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21. You can check it up. A parallel reference to that story can also be found in Mark chapter 6, verse 35 to 44. Then in Luke chapter 9, verse 12 to 17. And in John chapter 5, chapter 6, sorry, verse 5 to 15. You see the feeding of 5,000. There was a need. This may be you in a financial miracle, that requiring a financial miracle. Jesus Christ saw a need. And he asked his disciples, what can we do? We have so much, so many people here. They've been with us almost all day. It's evening. If we say we should travel to get them a meal, the disciples said it's going to be a whole day journey. Then Jesus Christ asks, what can they do? The disciples suggested I should send them back. I just said, if you send them back, how compassionate Jesus is. They'll be tired before they get back to town. Then the disciples came up with, looked around and said, oh, we have a boy here that has five loaves of bread and two fishes. And in that story, you will see that Jesus Christ performed the miracle of the feeding of 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fishes. You would observe also in another instance Jesus Christ fed 4,000 people. Now, this is these are two different scenarios. So, if we could look at that story, yes, it provided food for them miraculously because by the time Jesus Christ was done with five loaves of bread and two fishes, they had 12 baskets left. And according to the scripture, there was an emphasis on the fact that the women and the children were not counted. So you probably were looking at um, um, a population of maybe about 10,000 or more. Even though it wasn't exactly stated in the scripture. But then that is a huge miracle. And that honestly testified to what God can do. You can have financial miracle. 
as we saw in this instance it could have been maybe they had a financial need and now this is not the first time god will provide such miracle remember the children of israel when they were journeying to promised land there was a time he supplied them manna there was a time he supplied them quail there was a time he supplied them he brought out water from the rock it did so god does provide financial miracles but does he want you to live on financial miracle on a perpetual and regular basis follow me in another instance in mark actually in matthew 15 just the next chapter after matthew 14 there was another need to perform miracle this time the bible say with seven loaves of, 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 of bread and a few fishes. So in the other one, we have five loaves of bread and two fishes. But this time I said they just had seven. And so it was the same situation. The people had been with him. They've spent the whole day with him. And they needed to eat. And Jesus Christ performed miracle again. And in this case, they had leftover. Take note of something about financial miracle. Well, let, let's say the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000 and financial miracles. I'm going to connect it somewhere. And sorry, and leftovers. In the first instance, you had 12 baskets leftovers. And the second instance, you have seven baskets leftovers. So you have leftovers, right? And so that happens. But there was something that happened in John chapter 6. Now, John chapter 6 also give account of the feeding of the 5,000. Remember, I gave that as one of the parallel reference that accounts for what happened in the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. So, in the account of John, something interesting happened. If you would read, you want to check it yourself. And now I want you to check it yourself is so that you can look at the scripture and perhaps you might arrive at the same conclusion that I arrived. In John chapter 6, if you read from verse 5, it's a long read. John began to give account of also, um, well, you can start from verse 5, sorry. 5 into 15, let us have John's account of the feeding of 5,000. But in verse 20, something we have a description of what happened. How that the first thing in the story of either five feeding of 5,000 or feeding of 4,000, you would observe something. The first thing Jesus Christ asks is, What do you have? So often, God would always want to. It's, it's a common question that, that God has. When the first encounter he had, he had with Moses, he asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? So, when you require financial miracle, God would always ask, what do you have? Moses could have said, I don't have anything. Because he probably thought he doesn't have anything. But God told him, there's a rod in your hand. God had to bring it to his attention, you have a rod. The rod performed miracle, but guess what? Something more importantly about the rod and the bread they brought was the fact that 
God started a miracle, but that miracle produced a constant supply. And in the case of Moses, that rod became the rod of God and became the source of the dispense of the power of God. It happened only once. In the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000, it was two instances and it's almost like back to back. But after that time, it didn't happen again. In another instance, the people came for financial miracle or what you call maybe food miracle. In your own case, maybe financial miracle. And Jesus Christ had to tell them, no, I would rather you live by the principles of the kingdom and not just eat bread. And if you read in John chapter 6, when the people came to him, um, 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 let me put it this way. You would observe something in John chapter 6, if you read the account of John chapter 6. When they were done, the Bible said that all that Jesus Christ and his disciples, they left. They, Jesus Christ told his disciples to go ahead. And by the time they left, by the time he was done and he told the people they can return now that they've eaten, he walked on the sea and met them. On the second day, Jesus Christ returned. You can see this account in John chapter 6. From verse 22. From verse 20 into 25. Jesus Christ, um, his disciples returned. As his disciples returned, remember they had been fed 5,000, they had been fed 4,000. The Bible specifically said they came looking for him. They wanted another food miracle. In your own case, it may be another financial miracle. And by the time they started looking for him, they didn't find him. The Bible says they left where he was and went to Capernaum. Still looking for Jesus Christ. And what were they looking for? They were looking for another food miracle. And in your case, maybe you're looking, God did a financial miracle. And you're like, wow, this is good. He did another financial miracle. And you're like, wow, this is good. Then, just maybe like them, in, in another instance, they wanted another food miracle. And in your own case, maybe financial miracle. And Jesus Christ was so blunt. He rebuked them. He said, you are not looking for me because, like I said, you can look at this in John chapter 6 from verse 22 all the way to 77. He said, you are not looking for me because you want miracles and the miracles are performed. He said, you are looking for me because of food. And Jesus Christ had to take their eyes away from the miracle of providing food into principles of the kingdom. And now that he was the bread of life and that if they eat this bread, what is bread? It's the word of God. And that if you eat this bread, you will not hunger again. So if you would take the word of God, you would have constant flow of finances. So you may have experienced financial miracles, but God doesn't want you to live on financial miracles. God wants you to live on the principle of his word. And Jesus Christ spent the next couple of verses from verse 22 all the way to 77. And by the time he was done explaining that they need to feed on his blood, uh, on his flesh and his blood, and how that it wasn't about that food that I gave you. The food I gave you was just symbolic of a bigger thing to come. In that when you take this word, when you take this flesh and you eat this flesh and you drink this blood, he said, you will have eternal life. You would have no need for this other bread that I gave you. That means if you will stay on the word, you will have no need for financial miracle. You will be in constant place 
of supply. That is why he told you in third John that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your prosperity. He began to teach them the principle of kingdom and the principle behind the miracle that happens. God wants you to lead by principle, not by miracles. The children of Israel in the Old Testament, you would observe that he performed several miracles, but after a while, he required that they plant and sow. He required that they work with their hands and he began to tell them, I will bless the works of your hand. I will bear the fruits of your vine. I will bless the womb of your animals. And that anywhere the fruit of your soul will tear down, I will give it to you. So he began to teach them to work with their hand. He began to teach them to trust in his principle. And as they began to farm, he began to teach them certain principles. Then he began to talk to them about tithing. He began to talk to them about first fruits. He began to talk to them about different offerings, like free will offering. So before they could learn all those principles, he was performing miracles. But at some point, the children of Israel, God stopped performing miracles in meeting their need. He began to teach them with principle. If you invest all of this, the first fruit of the animal, the first fruit of the crop is mine. He began to teach them principle. And as they began to live by those principles, they began to prosper. He began to teach them about sacrifice. He began to teach them about special seeds. He began to teach them about tithing. Tithing was before the law. Melchizedek. The Bible talks about how that tithing was before the law. So Moses was not the one that introduced Titan. Now, in another episode, I will talk about that. This, the focus of this novel about Titan is about, yes, financial miracles can happen because God is a God of miracle, but he doesn't want you to leave you by, doesn't want you to leave by financial miracle. He wants you to live by kingdom principles that govern your finances. Number one is your Titan. He said, the tenth of all your crop and everything you get is mine. So divide what you have into ten. Give me ten. Not that he wants anything to do with it. By the way, he doesn't eat the animal they gave him. Neither will he do anything with your money as it were. He said, but that there may be meat in my house. It's about having, meeting the need of things that are connected to his work. And another thing that God revealed to me in my study and looking at this matter is when you look at your finances, the, the, the subject of tithing or giving something of your labor to God, it could be your time, it could be your finances, it could even be your assets. It's because God is a spiritual God. And if he's going to multiply anything in a material world, it needs something from the material world. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't spend your currency. So when you give it in the house of God, when you give it to the work of God, you are meeting a need in a physical world where there is a need for exchange of material substance. 
so when i give my money i'm exchanging a material substance but the god who is spiritual he doesn't use those material substance in heaven so what he does is since you are in the material world it needs material substance for you to multiply back to you so that is why the blessings he blesses you with the same amount of money the same value of money we give you more than another person wouldn't connect it to god so you see why it is required so god began to teach them to give began to teach them to understand principle it's not give and take it's about in the material world for god to do something in the material world he needs something in the material world so when you give it is used for his work because his work though spiritual is being done he said that will be done on earth as it is in heaven so the the kingdom and the things done in heaven on earth requires physical touchable substance so when you give physical and touchable material substance god blesses the works of your hand in a material world though is a spiritual blessings the blessings come upon it like when jesus christ lifted up the bread and the fishes he blessed this blessing is spiritual impacted his blessing upon those material things and guess what the blessing came on physical bread and every time they caught out of it because a blessing was upon it it multiplied so when you give your finances when you give your car when you give your house every time you exchange a material thing god multiplies that material thing because his blessing comes on it you see why god want to come in contact he wants he wants connection with what you have material see where that is important so you have your titan you have your first fruit you have your special seed you have your partnership in the gospel they announced something in your church about oh we want to start this project to propagate the gospel to expand the kingdom as you connect your resources to that the blessing of god comes on those resources like the two fishes and the five loaves of bread and guess what there is multiplicity so every time you take out of your finances and give to god and give to the work of god guess what it multiplies you don't reduce and i should tell you this you can never outgive god is bigger than you is smarter than you and this is his plan for prospering you he doesn't want you to leave on financial miracle. If you look at something in conclusion, in those two verses I just gave you, well, I would say those two instances of the feeding of 5,000 and feeding of 4,000. One thing you'd observe, what do you have? So as I'm talking to you this day, what do you have? God doesn't, will not ask you to give what you don't have. You may say, well, I don't have money, but you have more than money. Do you have a car? Do you have a house? You say, I don't have a car, I don't have a house, I'm staying with my friend. But do you have clothes? There is something you can give in exchange. Because God always seeks to make contact with something in the material world. Because he needs blessings to rest on those. It rests on you. And it impacts on those things that is connected to you when you connect it to him. 
the next thing you would observe is this to enter this place of constant flow i told you the first thing is what what do you have that you can give to god you have something you can give to god if you will think deeply you will see what you can do the next thing is what order 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 in your finances give to god what belongs to god even jesus christ said he said give to caesar what belongs to caesar and to god what belongs to god and when he was talking nonsense he was talking about money so in your finances in what you have in the supply you currently have that god is supplying all your need according to rich in that supply you have 10% is for god give it to him the first fruit of all your increase maybe a promotion a new job or the first income in a new year it belongs to god give it to him order bring order into your finances the next thing you would observe is this every time money comes to you or you receive a new product that you are about to sell practice something that jesus christ did invoke blessing upon it the bible says that jesus christ lifted it and blessed it learn to proclaim blessing upon your job learn to proclaim blessings upon your work too learn to proclaim blessing upon your finances and declare multiplicity so you say father in the name of the lord jesus christ i invoke your blessings upon this offering upon upon this income maybe your salary or profit from a business or you just receive a new product you are about to sell you say i invoke your blessings upon it and in the name of the lord jesus i declare multiplicity it is more than enough for what i need to do and in the name of the lord jesus christ there's supply there's abundance learn to invoke blessings number 3 number 4 eliminate waste check around you you probably are using the car you don't need you're staying in a house you don't need you have appliances you bought you don't really need jesus christ told the disciples gather up the fragments gather up the leftovers so that there will not be waste god does not like waste If you want to continue to be in a state of supply where you have you need to eliminate waste. And last but not the least trust God with your finances. Trust God with what he has blessed you with. In the first place he's blessed you with them. Except you don't recognize that all you have is from him. So truly you are a custodian of God's assets. You are a custodian of God's supply you are custodians of God's blessing so out of the joy and the excitement that you are just a custodian of the many things he has blessed you with in honor recognition of him as your source you do what he asks you to do i do hope with the few thoughts i've shared with you you picked the basis of the conclusion that I came to that God yes does perform miracles God can make miracles happen in your finances but he would rather and his ways is for you to live by principles and not by miracles I do hope to come your way sometime soon on another very interesting episode on issues that concerns your finances your work with God your relationship with him and with other people you can reach me 
on King's Chat. If you don't have King's Chat, you can download it on the Love World App Store. You can also download it on iOS or Android. You can reach me. My handle is Talk to P Welt. You can also reach me on Instagram. The handle is also Talk to P Welt. I do hope you were blessed with this. If you are, please share it with others. And I would like to hear your thoughts on what you think. Thank you very much. And do have yourself a lovely and an amazing supernatural life of constantly having, not always requiring any aid or support. That is the life that God has called you to. So enjoy the life of constant supply and more than enough. Because that is the life that Christ brought to you. That God brought to you in Christ Jesus. God bless you.